Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm one half of your hosting team. I'm in Las Vegas. The other half of the hosting team for you today is Josh Applebaum out in Boston right now. Josh, how are you? That's the key word, Pritch. It's great to be with you. Right now, I'm in Boston, but right after the show, Pritch, I got my bags packed. I'm ready to go. We're catching an Uber down to Logan Airport, and we're flying out to Vegas, baby. So I cannot wait. Going to do shows in person with you, Pritch. Can't wait to be there, embrace the madness, and just be a part of just the excitement of March Madness. It's a bucket list for me. I've actually never done a March Madness in Vegas, so can't wait to get there, Pritch. By the way, another big day here. We got some first four matchups. We got some NIT, a big basketball night as well. And our buddy Adam Burke will be joining, which, Pritch, we get to talk baseball. Thank God they came to an agreement. Where's Josh Towers at? Uh, How about that? A lot to get to here on the program, Josh. You're right. Adam Burke Day, he's going to be in studio with us, uh, baseball, because Adam, uh, you know, he does so much great things here at VSIN, but baseball is how I got introduced to Adam Burke uh, about a year ago. And I mean, the guy is extraordinary with the knowledge he has right there. So, uh, Cannot wait for that. You mentioned the madness about to start as well in terms of the uh, of the field. We got to play in situations that we can get to if we want to break those down. Teachable moments. I'm sure, we always can find those as well. Uh, but let's get to some NFL news because it happened right before the show. Uh, a big trade and transaction. So the Raiders traded Yannick Ngakwe uh, to the Colts. Uh, in return, they got Rocky Asin, who was a cornerback, which was interesting. So, you know, immediately people are like, what are they doing here? And then later, minutes later, really, Chandler Jones signs a free agent contract to the Las Vegas Raiders. 
So that's the one I'm really excited about, Pritch. And there was, you know, some rumors in Boston with Chandler Jones, you know, come back to New England. They could use a bookend, uh, obviously, with Matthew Judon. But it kind of goes to show you the connection there with Josh McDaniels. I know he's, you know, offensive side of the ball, and Chandler Jones is defensive side of the ball. But I was looking at some Michael Lombardi tweets just kind of saying, hey, Ngakwe, he runs past the quarterback, and that's the worst <laughs> thing you can do. Uh, so I think Chandler Jones, big, big move uh, play there for that defense. Also, you know, releasing Carl Nassib, I thought that was, you know, maybe kind of a questionable move. I thought he was kind of a serviceable defensive end. Maybe it was a money issue, but Pritch, what do you think about the Raiders? You know, obviously all the, the attention here is still with Patrick Mahomes as a slight favorite to win this division. And, you know, of course the excitement with Russell Wilson, but, and of course, Herbert, I mean, think about this division, Pritch, this has got to be one of the best divisions in football, but how do you cap the, the Raiders here? I kind of like what they're doing and adding Chandler Jones. It only, it will only benefit their defense. Well, it, it, they have to do something. I mean, you, you got Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, and the division. So uh, your first goal each and every year is to win the division. That's the easiest route to the playoffs outside of trying to qualify for a wild. league is to try to make quarterbacks panic uh, and now you got Max Crosby on one side Chandler Jones on the other guy on the other side he's over 100 sacks for his career he, he's up in age but I don't think that's going to be a factor uh, Bilal Nichols is also a defensive tackle that the Raiders picked up so they're going to be prominent up front they're going to be I don't want to say dominant but certainly they're going to have a chance inside the division uh, with that defense to certainly keep them in games, hopefully. Now, on the offensive side, I think the Raiders still have a lot of work to do to catch up to everybody else within that division. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, if you're a Raiders fan, Josh McDaniels, the, you know, the experience obviously fell flat on his face there first time around with the, the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. Although, Pritch, I think he didn't he start 5-0 and with the Broncos, like his first five games, then it completely fell off the map there. Uh, but to your point, you know, you have your veteran quarterback, you have Carr. You know, there are rumors of, hey, is there a connection there with Devontae Adams? Obviously, Rodgers staying in Green Bay, you know, put some uh, cold water on that one. But I like your offense, but it was really, to me, the question of, hey, what are you going to get defensively out of this Raiders team? You feel like, you know, at least in games that I sweat the Raiders, you got a lot of overs hitting there's a lot of back and forth a lot of high scoring games so I think if you're in a division with some you know incredible quarterbacks here it's one of two things you either got to have you know one of the best secondaries here to you know man up and shut them down or get to the quarterback quicker make it a little bit easier on your secondary so maybe that's the route the Raiders are going and Pritch you know Crosby and, and Jones on both sides your bookends there that's pretty ferocious I think you, get, you have a fighting chance there although plus 900 to win that division Books, books are still considering the Raiders pretty much a long shot. Oh, yeah, they're still a long shot. I mean, look at the quarterbacks, right? <laughs> I mean, even the Colts, might, they might have improved their defense with Yannick Ngakwe, but I, I don't know. We'll find out. They still don't have a quarterback. So betting that conf, that division uh, or that team in particular gets tricky and dicey. Uh, still dicey betting the Raiders right now, too, when you look at the division and everybody else inside uh, their division. Let's bring in Adam Burke, uh, VSEN Daily Newsletter writer, Point Spread Weekly contributor. You can follow Adam on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Adam, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be back with you guys, and Josh, it's going to be good to see you this weekend, man. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Get the ice cold beers. Give me an icy mug. Let's go. <laughs> Look at Josh. Right, right. I mean, well, he's ready. I mean, when, ready. You, when you get to Vegas, you got to hit the ground running. Sure. Right? He's coming in hot. I mentioned that before. Ice cold. Not just cold, but ice cold. <laughs> ice cold. It's got to be ice cold, especially in this town. Right, right. Let's get to some baseball because, you know, we got some futures here. Uh, and I, I got to ask you about the ramp up period because I know pitchers, they like to stretch out but I don't know if they're going to have time to really, truly stretch out. And, you know, any early betting thoughts in terms of how Major League Baseball is going to start their season? 
Yeah, you know, look, there's still a lot of free agents out there in the marketplace, too. So that's something, of course, that you want to consider at this point in time. You know, who's still out there? You've got a guy like Carlos Correa who hasn't signed yet. You've got Freddie Freeman still out there. There are several impact players that are still available. And, of course, we'll see where they end up going. But, you know, I was talking with a buddy of mine. He's actually a Major League Baseball scout and analyst. And, you know, we were kind of discussing the fact that you've got this very short lead up to the season now. You've got a very expedited spring training. You had the short season in 2020. Then pitchers basically had to go back to their normal workloads last year. Now the short lead up for the season. I think pitching injuries are going to dramatically impact every race, every division, every everything throughout the course of this season. So if you're looking for futures plays, if you're looking for season win totals and things of that sort, I think pitching depth is the number one single most important thing that you want to handicap and not even just starting pitchers, but also relief pitching depth, because keep in mind, I think the guardians are playing 18 spring training games. I think pretty much every team is playing in that 17, 18 range, something like that. Starting pitchers are going to get maybe four starts, maybe five, six appearances at the absolute most. So you're going to put a significant strain on the bullpens very early in this season as well. So you're going to have a lot of attrition when it comes to starting pitching and relief pitching. So to me, that's going to be the the biggest tenet of my handicapping Mm -hmm. this year is going to be figuring out which teams have the best chance at withstanding what could be an injury riddled season. Adam, I think that's a fantastic point because, again, you know, the teams with the most depth, especially starting pitching, which, you know, just as betters, the pitcher affects the line the most. You see it go down when a guy gets scratched and reopen, just like a quarterback in the NFL, like a goalie in the NHL. But to me, again, with that depth, the starting pitching is so critical. And let me throw a future at you or maybe a price uh, on a division odds that just caught my eye. If we go to the AL East, you know I'm biased, Adam, because I'm out here in Boston looking at my Red Sox, hoping they sign Freddie Freeman. But let's talk about the Toronto Blue Jays. It's somewhat of a surprise. Year in and year out, it's usually the Yankees or the Rays favored in that division. But the Blue Jays just made another huge move today, uh, bringing in Matt Chapman from the A's, who are you know bottoming out again and getting prospects here. But they're now plus 200 to win the AL East, co-favorite with the Yankees. They're plus 75. 575 to win the AL they're plus 1300 to win the world series and just chomp on this lineup for a bit Springer Bichette Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez Gurriel Chapman is hitting seventh for you Gritchick and Vigio I know you lose Simeon then you go to the rotation Barrios Gosman Ryu Manoa Kachuki that sounds like a pretty good roster to me Adam I don't want to fall into you know uh, in love with like a trendy team but it's hard not to like what the Blue Jays have done what do you think of the Blue Jays going into this year Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love the Blue Jays. And something I think is really important, too, to talk about is, you know, they have a lot of superstar potential in that lineup, and they've got some very good starting pitchers in the rotation as well. But they are a team. If somebody in that lineup gets hurt, they are very deep. One through nine, they may be the deepest lineup in the American League. So it's a scenario to me where I talk about teams being able to withstand injuries. Toronto is absolutely one of them. Now, their starting pitching depth can get a little bit iffy. We'll see what Nate Pearson looks like as he kind of starts to throw a little bit more in spring training. But they still have guys like Anthony Kay, Thomas Hatch, Jose DeLeon, guys that had a prospect pedigree that maybe just haven't really shown up at the major league level yet. The Blue Jays are the deserving favorite in the AL East. Uh, right now, you're kind of paying a premium because they've been one of the more active teams here throughout the offseason. So their futures prices have gone down pretty much across the board. But they are an outstanding team. And something else, too, you mentioned the lineup, Josh, but also there's a lot of really good defensive players mm-hmm. in this lineup. So not only are they going to be good at creating offense, they're going to be really good at run prevention as well. And then, of course, too, there's also the situation where if you're unvaccinated, you can't play in Toronto. 
So how many players are negatively impacted going north of the border to play road games against the Blue Jays where that's something that could benefit them a little bit. So obviously we'll see how that whole thing plays out. It's still a very fluid situation around Major League Baseball and in these certain locales. But that's something that could help Toronto a little bit too. There are really the bullpen's the only question mark for them, yeah. and we'll see if it's something they can solve as they go forward. It really is a great point, Adam. Uh, you know, just thinking about what you were saying about pitching, and then uh, okay, the track record of certain organizations like Tampa Bay. I mean, they're going to be loaded with prospects, right? And uh, that's that's a team that probably could withstand or or drive through, power through some injury situations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the, the one thing that would hold me back with betting any kind of Toronto future yeah. is the division's really, really good. Right. I mean, Tampa Bay is a great <laughs> team. The Yankees are still very solid. Uh, the Red Sox obviously dealt a blow with the fact that Chris Sale is already hurt again, mm -hmm. so that's a problem for Boston. But, you know, as you look around the, the rest of these divisions here, I mean, the White Sox, clear favorite. The Astros, a clear favorite, despite what Seattle's doing. The Dodgers and, you know, the Padres and the Giants, there, there's no long shot coming out of the NL West. The only divisions I think are really up for grabs here are the East in both leagues and then probably the NL Central, although now with the Reds do, completing a massive sell-off, yeah. it looks like it's the Brewers and kind of everybody else. So, you know, when you're looking at futures, keep that in mind, too. You've got to get to the playoffs, and you probably want to find the path of least resistance, which is a team like the White Sox or is a team like the Astros, somebody like that. Yeah, great information right there. Adam Burke in studio with us uh, talking baseball. We're going to get to the madness, but I want to remind everybody uh, about our madness special right now for only $19. Uh, whether you're filling out your bracket, still have time for that. Our betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Uh, get analysis from our experts, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. Only $19. vcin.com slash madness. The versatility of Adam Burke is on display because we're going to shift from baseball to basketball. It's coming up next. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not OK what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. 
Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call one 800 522 Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Adam Burke is with us in studio. Adam Burke is a VSIN daily newsletter writer, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Also, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. So let's get to the madness. Um, You know, I asked you a question off air, but I I won't repeat what you said. (laughs) But it was interesting to me, though, because the first four situation. And so some people can find betting angles with the first four. Bryant, Wright State. I mean, right now I'm looking at a line. Wright State is laying two and a half up from two where it opened the total uh, 155 and a half. uh, Some places 155 as well. I mean, you you know, the stories here. uh, We don't have to go over all the story, but I just from a matchup standpoint, Adam, uh, like how do you cap this game? Uh, Do you go off of Bryant, the story that is the scrappy nature of that squad? or, Or do you lean on Wright State a little bit here as well as a favorite? Well, I think it's a really interesting matchup for a few reasons. The first is, you know, and this was talked about a lot last night and deservedly so, those first four games tend to start very, very slowly. You know, a lot of first half unders, a lot of full game unders come through in these first four games. This has got a total in the mid-150s, and understandably so. I mean, Bryant was one of the fastest teams in the country. Wright State moves at a pretty good pace. The thing that's hard about this game is – First of all, you got Wright State basically playing their own backyard. That's accounted for in the line. Mm -hmm. That's something that has been priced in. You're not getting some earth-shattering, you know, edge because this game is in Dayton. The sports books know that. They're fully aware. But the Horizon League this year was about as bad as it's been in a long time. I mean, it was not good at all. And if you look at, like, Bart Torvik's conference ratings, stuff like that, the Horizon was, you know, close to the bottom five, maybe in the bottom five. So you've got a Wright State team from a bad conference, a Bryant team from a bad conference, where they weren't even the best team in that conference. Wright State played a lot better as the season went along. I think early on they had a hard time adjusting to life without Loudon Love. I do lean with Wright State tonight, but it's not a game that I'm I'm probably going to be too invested in. 
Yeah, Adam, just on the topic you were talking about, you know, I played both unders yesterday, one and one. You got the Wyoming under, which, by the way, Pritch, tip huh. our cap to the public there, right on Indiana there. <laughs> Unfortunately, our guy Maldonado turned it over 10 times, which, uh, again, no excuses uh, in the end. But uh, to your point with those unders, Adam, you know, I'm looking at this total here with that Wright State and Bryant game. That's a really, really high total. It opened like 153. It's now all the way up to 155, even 155 and a half. To me, if you can find that hook, that's a, you know, hold your nose and, you know, you know, clench your teeth and hope for an under. So I I took the under 155 and a half there, but I wanted to get your take on Notre Dame and Rutgers. This is going to be your 9-10 game. Uh, it's going to be your most heavily bet game of the night by far. I'm looking at kind of a fade the trendy dog play. According to BetMGM, 61% of bets are on Rutgers, who opened at some shops a minus one favorite. Now it's a pick them or even some shops touched minus one Notre Dame. So Ken Palm's got Notre Dame winning by two. I'm looking at Notre Dame on the money line. And this is another total that did actually rise. If you like the under, you're getting inflated 134 and a half off a 132 opener. But how do you cap this game, Adam? Uh, number one, is this your favorite game tonight? And number two, what do you got with this one? Well, my favorite games tonight are actually in the NIT. But as far as this game goes tonight, look, Notre Dame minus one has to be the play here. Obviously, you could take the minus 115 money line if, if you were afraid of this game falling you know, on one. But the Fighting Irish, are, first of all, they're the better team. I mean, you know, they're a much better team offensively. I think that's something that will be very difficult for Rutgers to keep up with in this game. And the second thing is the Big Ten is very polarizing for this tournament. There are some people that say the Big Ten is extremely overrated. I tend to be one of those people, but there are a lot of other people that are like, look, the Big Ten is you know, maybe the second or third best conference in the country. It's very deep. You've got Rutgers coming out of it, whereas you have Notre Dame coming from what was a weak ACC this season. So I think a little bit of those conference biases are coming into play a little bit with the activity that we're seeing on this game. To me, I just think Notre Dame is the better team. Notre Dame will have the crowd edge in Dayton. That's also something that should benefit them a little bit. I just think offensively, you know, they're so far ahead of Rutgers. I will say Notre Dame 2-8 and eight in games against Quadrant 1 opponents this year. It's a big reason why they're in this first four play-in game. Mm -hmm. But I, I, just, I, I think Rutgers is just kind of propped up by association of being in the Big Ten. I think they're the worst or the lowest ranked at-large team in the field. I think Notre Dame's the side tonight. Okay, Adam, that's interesting because just looking over some of these games, the first round, um, trying to find some reliable angles. I know we have a, a, a slew of experts here at the network, and Point Spread Weekly is off the charts, too. It makes betting simple, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but recency bias, I'm trying to eliminate that. Conference tournament play, uh, not buying too much into that as well. So I don't want to overweight situations, right? Uh, you brought up quad play, neutral sites, all that data is out there. Where do you weight um, all that data in terms of trying to determine your bets in the first round? Well, fortunately for me, I wrote all 68 team previews in our v tournament mm -hmm. betting guide. So I've got a background of all of these teams going into the field. And obviously, I paid attention to most of them throughout the season. We got to do a deeper dive here at this point in time. For me, I look a lot at matchup advantages. Okay. You know, I look for teams that, you know, do they have a dominant big in the middle that the other team just is going to have no answer for? You know, are they a team that shoots the three very well against a team that doesn't defend the three well? You know, stuff like that. Is it a team that absolutely has to get inside and try and get to the rim, and they're going to have a difficult time doing that? You know, those are things that I look for. I do a lot of matchup-based handicapping in the NCAA tournament because – 
to me, I feel like, look, the lines are the lines. They are what they are. The books have their power ratings. They have things that incorporate the differences between the conferences and all of that. To me, I just want to look for the matchups. I want to look for a scenario where, you know, do I have a short favorite that shoots 76% from the free throw line that if they are ahead late in the game, as the line suggests, they'll be able to cover the spread. You know, I look for all of these statistical characteristics primarily. And of course, you know, the adjusted metrics come into play too. Mm -hmm. But for me, that's really what I look at. I want to see, will there be an advantage? Is there something about this team that the opponent didn't see in their conference play? Something like that. Like, for whatever reason, I'm high on SEC teams. You know, I I think Alabama makes a pretty decent run here. I think there's a chance that Arkansas can make a good run. I've got LSU in my Sweet 16, for example. Just because the SEC has a lot of teams that play a lot of different styles of play. So you're accustomed to seeing a lot of different things. In the Big Ten, a lot of teams are interchangeable. They're very similar. You know, good offense, bad defense, stuff like that. So to me, that's kind of what I look for is, you know, are there going to be these matchup advantages that I can prey on? Adam, you're a native son of Ohio, so I want to pick your brain right now. I have a play on Dayton Toledo, but I want to see if we overlap on this one. So what jumped out to me right off the bat, Dayton is your one seed, yet Toledo is favored in this game, and they're, what, the eight or the nine seed? That seems fishy to me. A lot of these books open actually Toledo, you know, minus one. Now they're up to minus one and a half, even though, again, Dayton is your higher seeded play here. Uh, So I'm looking at Toledo, you know, on the money line. Again, you want to save some juice to lay the one and a half, but home teams in the NIT are 70% straight up here uh, over the last decade. You have Toledo, 13-1 13-1 at home. Edge here on offense, 81 a game versus 69 with Dayton. And our buddy Greg Hoops does have Toledo by five in this game. So I'm Moneyline Toledo. I gave it away. I didn't want to mention it, Adam, but you tell me what's your take on this one. Yeah, you've got two very contrasting styles here. I mean, Toledo loves to play with offense. They'll shoot from anywhere on the floor. Dayton is a very slow-paced team. A, they played a glacial pace, and it actually hurt them in that game against Richmond because they played so slow and they went so cold on offense that they didn't give themselves enough opportunities to kind of shoot their way out of it. They, of course, wind up losing that game. Let me think about this, right? So Toledo doesn't win the MAC. Totally get it. It happens. But they were clearly the best team in the MAC throughout the regular season. So I think it makes sense that they're favored in this game here tonight. They're also at home. Dayton, you know, coming off of that disappointment, then they have to go play on the road. And yeah, it's not that far. It's a straight shot up I-75. But still, you know, a little bit of disrespect for the Flyers here, and I think it's kind of warranted in a situation like this. And to Josh's point, and I think this is just an overarching point for the NIT. CBI, the basketball classic, maybe they're doing the Vegas 16 this year, I don't know. But in these tournaments, you can find a lot of these betting angles because a lot of these teams simply aren't motivated to be there. They're not excited to be there. They're in really strange travel spots. Like another one tonight in the MAC. Kent State goes to Southern Utah. Now, Kent State took a 14-game winning streak into the MAC championship game against their arch rival Akron, their arch nemesis, where they had some players suspended because they, you know, had a vulgar Snapchat video mm. directed towards the Zips prior to the game. Now they go on the road to play in Cedar City, Utah. The last time Kent played in elevation, who knows when that was? And they just had their hearts ripped out by their arch rival and lost by 20 in the MAC championship game. Are they excited to go and play the Southern Utah Thunderbirds? I don't think so. So to me, even if this bet doesn't win, and I think that it you know, it should, and I hope that it does, mm-hmm. but even if it doesn't, there's a thought process behind it. There's a method to the pardon the pun madness yeah. in these other postseason tournaments, and I think there's a lot of great betting opportunities to be had in these things. I like how you said Cedar City, Utah, by the way. Uh, who's in your final four uh, for the for the madness? So my final four is uh, it's fairly chalky. It's going to be Gonzaga, 
Arizona, Kansas. And then I really, I've come around on UCLA. I'm not a big guy in the mid range jumper. I'm not a big guy, a big fan of their offensive philosophy, but they're just really, really good on both ends of the floor. So Gonzaga, UCLA on the left side of the bracket, and then Arizona, Kansas on the right side. Cannot thank you enough. Uh, we covered a lot. Baseball, basketball, a lot of great information. Adam Burke, thanks a lot for your time. Sounds good. See if you're a beer later, Josh. Can't wait. I'll be there late night tonight. Keep it cold. Ice cold. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> coming up next, uh, we do our regional breakdown uh, of the madness. It's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, presented by Betting Jim. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, I did it. I got it done. Let me find the camera. I Love got it. it done, right? Um, but let's go over this Midwest region, though. Uh, championship odds. Easy road for Kansas, perhaps. Uh, they're plus 200 from the final four odds. Uh, we think about Elite 8 odds, minus 110. Auburn. Uh, we are just talking about the SEC a little bit there with Adam Burke, uh, plus 260 final four odds. You got Wisconsin, Providence, not a lot of people giving Providence any respect. And then Iowa. How about this? Iowa, uh, a lot of people's favorite coming out of this region uh, being uh, the Midwest there. Yeah, so first, Pritch, we got to start off with Kansas. Let's start off with the favorite. I feel like Kansas is kind of flying under the radar. Obviously, you have a lot of attention, and deservedly so, with Gonzaga, the one seeds, Arizona, even Kentucky is a two seed that, you know, I think based on the odds, the you know, the books are pretty high on here, mm -hmm. both offense and defensively. But Kansas, why are we sleeping on Kansas? This is one of the best programs year in and year out. Uh, Oche Ajabi, their senior, is a senior who, you know, has been through the rigors of this, and I like that senior leadership when you know how important it is this time of year. Bill Self has, has done it before. So I like that experience factor there with Kansas. And again, plus 200 to go to the final four. I'm targeting them elite eight minus 110 pitch. If you're making me just pay a standard minus 110 juice, I'll make that bet Kansas to make the elite eight. I mean, you're thinking uh, it would be, it would shock the entire world if they lost to, you know, uh, Texas Southern or uh, Texas Southern. Yeah. Who beat Corpus Christi last night, but then you got San Diego state or Creighton that winner. You think you're going to get by them. To me, it gets interesting. You know, if you're going to have to play uh, Iowa there in that elite eight, you know, can you win that game? Iowa is a team that, you know, I was kind of down on early to start, but I've really come around on They're To me, they're like just an offensive team, Iowa. Now I feel like they're just getting it done on both ends of the floor and getting hot at the right time. But to me, it's this Kansas play uh, that I would look toward, toward the elite eight. Uh, at minus 110 odds. And then also just a comment on Providence. Um, Providence, I I'm not going to really bet them to go that deep, but I would say they've become a really buy low play in that first round matchup tomorrow in the morning. Uh, or, you know, it's going to be morning for me, Pritch. I'm all screwed up with the time zone changes. <laughs> but that 12 Eastern time spot against South Dakota State, David Purdom tweeted this at points bet. 
84% of the money is on South Dakota State. So South Dakota State, you know, early it was like, hey, higher seed, fishy line. I want to go South Dakota State. Mm -hmm. But this is why I think you want to wait. South Dakota State is becoming one of the trendiest picks to upset Providence there. I'd actually look at maybe buying low on Providence at this point. That just really caught my eye. Anytime you see that lopsided of action where the 13 becomes really, really trendy and everyone's saying that's your big upset, at some point, to me, you're buying low on Providence, and maybe that's happening right now as some of these shops may be inching back toward minus two and a half. Yeah, some people would suggest you run away from those trendy dog situations, right? I mean, but oh, South yeah. Dakota State, I mean, they can light you up, though, the scoreboard. And, and Providence, they have a tendency of getting off to those slower starts, uh, but they're scrappy, though. They are scrappy. Um, but minus two in that situation, 150. I, I kind of like Iowa. I mean, I, I know from a Sweet 16 standpoint, that matchup against uh, Kansas uh, is staring me right at the, in the face. Um, but, you know, the thing about Iowa and the fact that they can light you up too, they can score it, uh, is defensively. Can, can, they, can they hold Abaji? Can they, uh, you know, can they contain McCormick? Uh, and certainly Brown can be influential on the floor as well. But I think Iowa, they're so offensive-minded and they can score. Uh, if they put up any type of effort out there, that Sweet 16 matchup uh, gets interesting against Kansas. I do have Iowa going all the way to my Final Four uh, out of the Midwest, Josh. So uh, kind of high and trying to ride Iowa and the momentum that they've generated so far. No, I like that, Pritch. And, I, you know, this is, we'll maybe get to our brackets later, our final four, but this is a team that I thought long and hard about, you know, making a really deep run. I like what I've seen out of them recently. Mm -hmm. Coming on that early game against Richmond, yeah. uh, Richmond, a team, obviously, you know, who uh, played great there at the end of their conference tournament. But Iowa opened like minus nine in that game. It's kind of 50-50, but Iowa is now up to minus 10, minus 10 and a half. So, again, I don't love laying double digits here in these, you know, tournament games. Anything can happen. Upsets happen all the time. This is a 12-5. We always think about upsets in a 12-5, but it's notable to me that split down the middle yet the line's really going to Iowa so does Iowa just you know continue to roll here with their offense which would be the advantage over Richmond and cover that number as of now I'm actually leaning on laying the points there with Iowa and just a comment on seeding Pritch I think this is so important like look at what the betting market is telling you and look at what the seeding tells you mm -hmm. like the seeding is telling you that Providence is a four you know Wisconsin is a three and they're better than your number five Iowa but what are the bookmakers telling you Iowa's plus 150 one of the second best odds there to win that to go deep in this elite eight uh, tournament or get deep in the tournament. So it just kind of tells you like, you know, why is the five better odds than the three or the four? Well, don't get so concerned with the seating. We talked about yesterday, Pritch. You can see my bracket. It's not filled out yet. I'm going to do it on the plane tonight. But just write down the betting lines against next next to each game. Don't fall in love with the seating. Let the betting market, which is way more efficient, really dictate where you're going to go here. Interesting matchup. I mean, uh, in that first round, too, Creighton-San Diego State. Uh, you're going to talk about the program of San Diego State, SDSU, the other SDSU. Uh, and then the style of play for Creighton, too. So SDSU uh, laying two. This line has stayed steady. Uh, all week so far, uh, anticipating maybe some changes. Who knows as everybody arrives to Vegas here, but uh, the total is only 120. Uh, so, Josh, your interpretation of this situation here. Yeah, so number one, I automatically think a short number, you know, on an upset opportunity. If you're in a bracket, you know, all pretty much all brackets give you bonus points for upsets. The nine over the eight, it's only a two-point spread. So, you know, that is kind of catching my eye just to begin with. But in terms of the betting market, it's pretty much down the middle. In San Diego State, they're minus two. But a lot of times, you know, throughout the week or last couple of days, they'd hit two and a half. And you get a lot of Creighton plus two and a half with the hook, bringing it back down to two. So it's not like it ever went, you know, one and a half back to two. It's always been towards San Diego State a little bit. And when you look at their defense, Pritch, 
stretch. I mean, this is what you're banking on. They're only giving up, you know, 57 points a game. We also talk about, you know, the fact that in these uh, in March Madness, you know, the pressure of the madness, the craziness. You see the logo on the floor. You see a lot. Yeah, I think Josh uh, Applebaum froze up right there. Uh, we're going to continue uh, these breakdowns. I mean, SDSU, Creighton, just the style of play uh, becomes very, very interesting right there uh, with that first-round matchup. Uh, not anticipating any issues with KU, Kansas, uh, and Texas Southern. Uh, Texas Southern uh, certainly has uh, some experience on there as they get by into the playoff play-in situation. But as we bring back Josh Applebaum uh, back into the fold here. So, Josh, you were mentioning that matchup, Creighton. Uh, in SDSU, the Aztecs. Yeah, I was just looking at, and you mentioned that. And he's freezing up again. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll work on that here a little bit for Josh Applebaum. Uh, the, the game that's not as interesting in terms of uh, the matchup because Iowa laying a big number at 10.5 is Richmond. Uh, talking to Steve Mackinan's uh, point spread weekly, the Atlantic 10, uh, typically as favorites, have been on a really, really good trend. Uh, and, and maybe Richmond is a dog here and his 5-12 matchup, a chance to get inside that number uh, from a betting standpoint. So that's always intriguing because you do have some questions about Iowa and their defense at times. Uh, so, Josh, I think you're back. Are you, are you back to stay this time, right? <laughs> I know. I'm just so excited to hop on the yes. plane and go to Vegas. Some, the Internet's going out on me here. But I was just going to make a real quick comment on the total in Creighton-San Diego State. Mm -hmm. It's really, really low. You're, I think there's going to be one of your most public overs just because it's so it's so small. It's so low. It's got to go over. Kind of that mentality of it's too low. It has to go over. But a lot of these books, you know, we're showing 120. Some of these 120s are coming back down to 119.5. And what is San Diego State? What's their calling card? Defense. Only giving up six, uh, 57 a game. You think of Creighton, or at least I do as a high-scoring team? Yeah, there's scoring about 70 a game, but they're only giving up 65. And these two uh, were two of your best under teams all year. Creighton on the year was 21 and 11 to the under. San Diego State was 19 and 12 to the under. Mm -hmm. And you are seeing kind of a looks too good to be true overplay. So uh, I'm kind of thinking maybe we get a really low scoring, you know, 60 to 55 type game. I'd actually be leaning under in this one. Okay. What about Auburn and Jacksonville State here? Because, you know, Auburn, the issues away from home, uh, if there are any, I mean, you're talking about the tournament here, right? Uh, with this school, uh, just looking at some data for them as well. I mean, they're laying a big number here, 15 and a half. Uh, the total, Josh, on the board is 138 and a half uh, in their matchup against Jacksonville State. Yeah, so what's interesting this, to me with this one, Pritch, is you're actually having movement a little bit toward the 15 seed, Jacksonville State here. And I know Auburn, again, a team that was red hot. And, you know, I was, I was getting ready to bet my Jabari Smith, you know, <laughs> number one overall pick. And, of course, I don't want to get, you know, too tied in like I did with Evan Neal in the NFL draft. But with that being said, some of these books did open Auburn laying 16, 16 and a half. You're down to 15 and a half. I see one book that's actually down to 15. So am I excited to run to the window and bet Jacksonville State here plus the points? Uh, I'll, I'll wait this thing out and see where this further movement goes. I think another thing is we're on the eve of the madness. Mm -hmm. This is now the time where the limits get raised at these sports books. So, you know, a, a line that may, go, may be going from team A to team B is there a buy low spot late night when everyone's sleeping, getting ready to wake up and bet the madness where that other team B gets hit? I would just keep an eye out for late moves tonight and into tomorrow morning. They could really be meaningful and maybe make you think differently about a game that you were thinking about all week. Yeah, teachable moment for me last night watching Wyoming and Maldonado. You mentioned them all the turnovers, but when you lean on one player to be your playmaker and you don't have any other options, uh, what, what are you to do, right? Indiana, so efficient in the paint. Uh, it was incredible. So looking for those matchups to continue uh, here in the madness. Let's continue our discussion about the madness as well as our final four picks. Josh, it's coming up next.
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Sportsbooks is offering college basketball fans a chance at winning big, really, really big. BetMGM's $10 million bracket challenge is free to play and fun to dream about. Pick a perfect college basketball tournament bracket, and you'll be the legend that takes home $10 million. If you follow short, not to worry because the player with the most correct picks wins a guaranteed top prize of $100,000. Anything can happen during BetMGM's March Madness. So what are you waiting for? You got work to do. Go to BetMGM.com slash bracket and make your free picks in the $10 million bracket challenge. Must be at least 21 years old to enter. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, uh, you haven't completely completed your final four, your bracket, or maybe you do have your final four. It depends on how you want to fill out your bracket, right? Inside out, who knows? But I'm going to go first exactly. with, with my bracket here. Um, and so I kind of let some information out earlier, but I'll go back over it. Midwest, I got Iowa. Uh, out of the east, I have Kentucky. 
leaving in Calipari here. And then out of the West, I have Gonzaga. Uh, and then I got – I cannot stay away from Houston. Uh, for some reason, I got Houston. One, I'm not believing in Arizona as much as everybody else is. Uh, but I, I just think Houston with some athleticism, continuity, um, the eye test in terms of the family atmosphere that they have and they've, they've created themselves, uh, they play for each other. I really believe in this squad here uh, for my Final Four. So Gonzaga, this is their year to do it, I think, Josh. Uh, just talking to many former players and some coaches, you know, Gonzaga's just loaded. Uh, and I think they got a difference maker that a lot of players and, and teams just haven't seen. Kentucky gets very, very interesting, too. So there's my final four. What do you think? Oh, I love it, Pritch. I got to say, a couple ones that we overlap on. Kentucky, I'll get you know to them in a second, but that's a team that, to me, if you're looking to go a little contrarian off the beaten path, you know, look feels like their path is pretty good in that you know east bracket and your bottom left kind of getting through deep into the tournament. I thought long and hard about Iowa. To me, there's a team that, you know, if they make a deep run, I will not be surprised at all. Uh, a couple of these others, Pritch, you know, uh, Gonzaga, of course, you know, they are the favorite here. They're plus 300 to win it all. Ken Palm has them number one based on the analytics. But you know me, Pritch, I can't be doing <laughs> what everyone else is doing. I, I'm probably going to be, I'll probably look like an idiot when Gonzaga, you know, wins it all and, and rolls through the tournament. But here's my final four. Uh, I got some upsets here. I do okay. have my champion as Kentucky. I took Kentucky because I think the numbers and the analytics really like this team. Uh, they're plus 800, which is one of your uh, second or third best odds to win it here. Uh, number three, in terms of Ken Palm ratings, I have Texas tech actually upsetting Gonzaga. And I know this is, you know, kind of blasphemy here, but I'm just thinking, you know, Gonzaga, a lot of pressure on them. The deeper you go, the more pressure you have. Who could they get beat by a team that plays really, really good lockdown defense? If Texas tech, you know, as your three seed here can meet up with the Zags and keep them under, you know, 70 points, 60 points, maybe get a fighting chance there, maybe get an upset Tennessee in the South. I'll have them kind of be an upset win here over uh, Arizona. If they meet up against them uh, in the, uh, in the final four, but I really like what I'm seeing out of Tennessee. And this is a team that you think about, you know, having both uh, offensive and defensive uh, efficiency here. The numbers are really high on Tennessee. And then Kansas, I feel like, you know, any other year, Kansas would be a, you know, big popular favorite here, a team that a lot of people would want to bet on. That's not really the case. I don't really hear a lot of people talking about Kansas. And again, their senior leadership, their coaching, and kind of in that bracket, I'm really not too afraid of Auburn here. Maybe I'll reap what I sow and Auburn will make a deep run. But I think that's kind of a, if they can get by Iowa in that, what would it be? The Elite Eight there, Pritch. I think Kansas has a great shot to get to the championship. So I'm looking at actually a championship here of Kansas and Kentucky, and Kentucky cuts down the nets. All right, because I got Gonzaga cutting down the nets. I mean, just looking at some of this data, too, in terms of uh, neutral site games. I mean, Gonzaga on the year five and two, uh, Arizona five and zero, oh, impressive. Houston six and one, uh, Kentucky two and two on a neutral. Kansas uh, six and one uh, on a neutral standpoint. From that standpoint, but then my four factors too, Josh. I like to throw in there. Coaching is one of them. Uh, dynamic backcourt for sure. Difference maker. We kind of talked about that a little bit too. And then experience. I mean, I, I think from a tournament standpoint, we just saw that last night on a play-in. <laughs> Uh, mom spaghetti for a Maldonado, right? I mean, the guy was turning <laughs> over the ball left and right. It was frustrating to watch that if you certainly had a ticket uh, with, with Wyoming. But I, I think experience matters. Uh, and it'd be able to settle down, too, uh, from a shooting standpoint matters as well. 
So I'm glad you mentioned that, Pritch, because I think that's something that, you know, uh, obviously I dealt with in terms of recency bias. And I think the public deals with these big star players, because I think when you can recognize a star player like Maldonado last night, and I don't want to keep burying the kid, you know, he had a tough game, but he's had a great career. Mm -hmm. He's a good player. He'll probably have a future in the NBA. But when you kind of fall in love with an identifiable player for a team, I think the public latches onto that. And they say, whoa, this guy's averaging 25 points. He's got these great numbers. This guy's going to carry us. But to your point, it's not a you know this isn't tennis this isn't golf it's a team sport and if your one guy is great that's great he can lead you you know deep into uh into the tournament but if he has a bad night like Maldonado that's when really you know your, your dreams get shattered here so the depth uh the scoring depth and not leaning on one guy too much I think is a great point by you uh and again I want a team that spreads out their scoring and you know a guy goes down and they don't miss a beat versus a guy like last night Maldonado who has a bad game and really kind of sinks your whole team yeah absolutely so do you have any action on uh the first four situations situation coming up tonight. Uh, I know you have some plays on NIT as well. And by the way, you can catch uh, more information from Josh Applebaum each and every day on the Market Insights podcast. So I do. I got a lot of action here, Pritch, and I better have Wi-Fi on, you know, going 30,000 feet from Boston <laughs> to Vegas. I got to watch these games. I got to watch my Bruins later tonight, too. But uh, I do have action. So I am going to go Notre Dame on the money okay. line. Talked about this one with Adam Burke, but uh, I'm just looking at the percentages from BetMGM. 61% of bets on Rutgers. Rutgers open as a one-point favorite, yet it's flipped now to minus one Notre Dame. That would fit my contrarian heavily bet game reverse line move to the Irish. So also at the Irish here, Ken Palm does have the Irish winning by two. He hasn't ranked much higher. 51 in the country versus 70 for better offense. I'm on the Irish there. I have to play these first four unders to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a sharp play, but to me, it's a value play just because these first four unders, even though they're one and one yesterday are 63% the last decade. So I did take that inflated under again. I'm a little worried. There was some over money. It opened 132. It's up to 134 and a half, but I'll try to high watermark that number. I didn't play the spread in Bryant Wright state, you know, Wright state had to move early and I'm thinking, okay, this makes sense. Wright state, you know, with some home cooking here is in a good spot, even though it's a neutral court, but this line got all the way pritch, I believe to three and a half. And ever since it got to three and a half, this line down back down to two and a half. So I think, you know, at that three and a half number and even the three, you had a lot of money buy back there on Brian who can score a ton. So mm -hmm. I laid off the spread. I am going to play the under. I have to play it again when it's an 85, 80 game. I'll regret it probably, but this did open, you know, 153. It's up to 155 and a half. I found the 155 and a half shopping around. To me, this is your first four under system play. Uh, and you do have uh, Ken Palm's got a 157. So that's not good. But Greg Hoops has a 153 and a half. So I'll play the under out of principle there. Uh, also going to money line Toledo. We hit on that. But one other one, Virginia. Virginia's playing in the NIT tonight. I like them to win this game. Uh, I'll lay the minus 150 on the money line. Big steam move toward Virginia. They open minus one. They're all the way up to minus three. And really kind of interesting thing here, uh, Mississippi State is only one and nine on the road this year. They've really struggled. Virginia 10 and six at home. You play that stifling defense. These home teams are 70% in uh, the NIT over the last decade. So give me a money line with the Cavs tonight. You know, I'm I'm leaning towards playing uh, Bryant, to be honest with you, because of the situation with Wright State, uh, the home court, uh, I, I'm, I'm expecting or, or have expected the line suggests that. Uh, but I like the scrappy nature of Bryant, to be honest with you. I think their coach uh, puts it out there like that, and his players respond to that as well. So an opportunity to catch uh, some points there. 
Yeah, and I think the late movement is in your favor, Pritch. Mm-hmm. The fact that we got to three and a half, now it's back down to two and a half, tells you that, hey, maybe that early number was right state, but now the fact that it got too high, you're really seeing a ton of buyback there. So uh, who knows, Pritch, if I can get some uh, you know, some drinks flowing from 30,000 feet, I may, I may, <laughs> I may jump on that one with you. You've been on the <laughs> ice cold, and, and okay, you're about to have a good time coming to Vegas. I'm I ready, Pritch. Already. Uh, how about the NBA? <laughs> uh, any plays or any games stand out to you from the association? Yeah, so a couple stood out to me. Uh, I love it when my favorite team happens to be super unpopular and has a reverse line move. I'm talking about the Boston Celtics tonight, mm. Pritch. Really sharp move in their favor. They're at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the re- Celtics have a rest advantage. The Warriors, mm-hmm. I believe, if I can dial it up here, I think they're playing their third game in four days, uh, or third game in five days. So it's kind of a tired spot. Warriors, Celtics haven't played since the 13th. They've had you know an incredible run here, but they are coming off a loss. Maybe that humbled them a little bit. But it's also the fact that I'm looking at Golden State, a bet MGM and DraftKings. Pritch, they're getting 80% of bets tonight. How do you not lay a, such a short number with Steph Curry at home? But here's the thing. This line opened at Warriors minus four, minus three and a half. You had a much higher number. This thing is now down to two. You're not getting the best of it, but I'll take Celtics plus two. You really never get a good team like the Celtics who are super unpopular and have a big steam move in their favor. So I'll take Celtics plus two and also go Dallas Mavericks on the money line, Pritch. No, uh, no Kyrie Irving tonight. It is kind of a good rested play versus a tired play for uh, the Nets here. The Nets played last night. They're on the second leg of a back-to-back. They're mm-hmm. also playing their uh, third game in four days. No Kyrie. Mavericks open minus one and a half. They're up to minus three. So give me the money line with the Mavericks beating a Kyrie-less, tired Nets team tonight. Yeah, I was uh, focused in on that a little bit earlier. So the money line situation, instead of chasing that number uh, as it ticked up to minus three right there, opened at one and a half. Uh, great job. Have a safe trip, Josh. I appreciate it, Pritch. I'll see you soon, my man. Let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. The Edge coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. 
Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.